welcome back, listeners, and welcome to today's episode of the Amateur Naturalist Podcast, where I always discuss the natural history of either wild native plants or wild native animals. Hey, my name's Tommy Fowler, and I am an amateur naturalist with an appetite for the great outdoors. Hey, I absolutely love spending time in the outdoors, learning about the outdoors, and hopefully you'll enjoy some of what I share with you, the listeners, with each weekly episode. Hey, in every weekly episode, we will select a new species of animals or plants to discuss. If you find some value in the Amateur Naturalist podcast, please do me a favor by hitting the follow button and then hit the download button for each episode. As a podcaster, one metric that we are measured on are the total number of downloads. Hey, thank you. Thank you a lot. And now on to this week's episode of the Amateur Naturalist Podcast. Hey, good afternoon, listeners. I have a special bonus edition this month. This is a special bonus edition we're coming out with today during Bat-tober Month. Welcome to Bat-tober Month, listeners. This is a special edition of Talking About Bats in October 2022. Hey, today is a bonus special edition that I just had to share this afternoon with our listeners. I debated for weeks on running this story as a combination with our vampire bats in the last Bat-tober episode this month, but then I thought, no. I want this week's episode to be a separate story on its own. And the vampire bats, they just need to be the highlight at Halloween. I will still be publishing that fifth of five Bat-tober Bat episodes later this week before Halloween. You know, with the medical community and other researchers talking about another variant of COVID-19 hitting us already, I wanted to give you some information that came from the science community involving COVID-19 and bats. Now, please keep in mind that there are researchers on both sides of this story, so I'm not trying at all to convince anyone that bats in China were not a source of COVID-19. As much as many Americans look at bats already in a negative way, over in other parts of the world, they are highly valued. China, for example, is one of these countries where bats are historically greatly valued for their awesomeness, but also traditionally valued in China are bats because they are symbols of good luck and personal happiness. Now, we've discussed on other previous bat episodes that there are in excess of 1,400 bat species in our world. Now, that's a lot of bat species, and they are incredibly important to humans for what they do in pollinating plants, dispersing seeds, and in most of our country, they keep the insect populations to a very manageable 
amount most of the times. Now, it's very unfortunate that the news around the world and the news here in the United States has suggested that the coronavirus disease 2019, otherwise known as COVID-19, may have originated in bats. Now, because of this news linking bats to COVID-19, it has placed our bats at even more distress from humans as they are feared even more than they already were. As COVID-19 continues to spread across China and around the world, many countries are killing bats on the roost or while in hibernation. If they are not physically killing the bats with fire or chemicals, they are at least expelling them from these roosts or in their hibernation areas while they are deep asleep in hibernation. As we've discussed many, many times in the last four bat episodes, if we disturb these bats during hibernation, we are potentially killing them by causing the bats to burn off those fat layers, those fat reserves, and those calories at a time of the year when there is no insects to eat. Thus, The mortality rate is very high when we disturb these bats during hibernation. In some situations, people are asking that the bats in their area be trapped and then relocated far away. And now that sounds great, right? To release them somewhere versus just killing them. But again, this process hurts the bats as well since they are typically not released into their native habitats, which also causes a high mortality rate. So again, I am definitely not an expert on COVID-19, but Science Magazine says that these decisions to eliminate bats is not based on facts. The disease was linked originally to horseshoe bats over in Europe and Southwest Asia. Our bats' reputations have now further been damaged as people view them as virus carriers. And in some countries, there are mass exterminations of bat colonies to protect human health these days. As humans look at that, this negativity towards bats versus the extreme positivity of bats, it could eventually lead to the demise of bat populations in some of these areas and maybe even possible extermination of some species. Now, in previous episodes, we constantly bring up that in a world without bats, we would see widespread situations of us being overrun by insects that feed on our blood, such as mosquitoes, and thus have the potential to cause disease. Plus, our crops and our trees would obviously be severely affected by the out-of-control insects. Farmers and foresters would be left with the only potential option as to using much, much larger amounts of insecticides to protect crops and trees. Hey folks, bats are also incredibly, incredibly good at being studied for other things such as further studies on cancer prevention, human healthy aging studies, the effects in our ecosystems, and even on evolutionary studies. Hopefully, much more education comes out about bats to enhance their great positive effects and to diminish the perceived negative effects. The conservation of bats is so critical to our ecosystems, and hopefully we figure this out before it's just too late. So 
I will place some sources of this info in today's show notes, but much of this came from Science Magazine from March 2020. Now, please keep in mind that I am not an expert in this field. I see several sources that blame bats for COVID-19 virus, and I see some scientists refute that. So I'm looking at just both sides of the story. In Europe, there are some scientists and researchers saying that it's not yet 100% proven that bats transmitted the virus behind COVID-19 to humans. Then there are some researchers that say they have found bat carriers of the virus. We have definitely seen disease jump from some animals to humans in, in the past, such as swine influenza from pigs and HIV from chimpanzees. Professor Emma Teeling says there is absolutely no published evidence that bats can be naturally infected. Professor Teeling was a part of a research team that recently did publish research that places questions whether bats could be the direct cause. She goes on to say that, quote, it looks like the virus can't get into bat cells. It's actually a primate disease quote, unquote. Some researchers are saying that bats may have the virus, but it was transmitted to another animal, which then transmitted it to humans. Not for sure on that one, just throwing it out there. There are several theories. I hope we will someday real soon know the true outcome of where COVID-19 originated. Some researchers think that the immune system in our bats is truly unique, and it forces viruses to quickly evolve within bats. Bats do have some varieties of coronaviruses, and researchers are still debating furiously whether or not these European or these Asian bats had a role in somehow transmitting COVID-19 to humans. It's been also shown that as soon as these bats get infected with viruses, that the immune system of bats can change and fight off the disease, whereas the bats do not get sick. The immune systems of bats are constantly in evolutionary battle with viruses. When looking at bat DNA, they see evidence of these battles of the immune system and viruses. Now, because of small clips of DNA that are scattered across their DNA. So there's also some information out there that bats are also being studied to hopefully help humans live longer lives. That's awesome, right? Most small mammals actually live fairly short lives, but it's been shown in many of our bat species that bats live much, much longer lives than the size of their small bodies actually indicate that they should actually live. So where we see some small animals live three years, a very similar sized bat might live six, 10, 20 years. And why is that, right? So researchers are studying and trying to understand how bats can avoid becoming sick with virus-type diseases. Some therapies have already come from this research that have helped humans already. Bats have not only a great immune system to fight viruses, but bats can also 
turn down or turn off inflammation before that inflammation causes damage in their bodies. Man, I need some of that help right now. If scientists can figure out this process, they hope we can use this knowledge to help with inflammation in humans, cancer in humans, and fighting off all types of viruses in humans by finding ways to increase the effectiveness of our own immune systems. Now, bats are also being studied as to how they maintain their youth, and they live to ages much longer than they really should be expected to live. Why is that? Plus, another huge plus for having bats in our ecosystems is that they are a keystone predator species. They are absolutely, obviously known for eating many, many types of insects, such as mosquitoes, every single night. Many of these insect-eating bats eat their own body weight in insects every night. That's a ton of mosquitoes or beetles or moths. They eat many crop-destroying insects, such as beetles and aphids. By eating so many mosquitoes, they obviously are helping us shrink down the cases of West Nile virus, malaria, and the Zika virus. So, listeners, this has been a special bonus episode today that I had not planned until I saw this information in Science Magazine and in Nature Magazine and also in Horizon Magazine, which is the EU Research and Innovation Magazine. Took a lot of reading. Um, I just want you to know I am not taking either side right now. I'm not trying to convince you either side right now. Just trying to give you a little look, and hopefully we look at both sides of the stories. I don't have enough knowledge on this subject to make a definitive decision on whether or not bats played a role in COVID-19. There is research, obviously, on both sides of the aisle being done even today, and I hope the truth comes out soon. Hopefully, everyone looks at the evidence and makes their own assumptions or guesses, but please look at both sides of the story. I will continue reading about this subject matter, but obviously I am not a researcher who has any clear-cut definitive answers. But as a one of my former high school history teachers, Anthony McCord, Man, I liked that teacher. Pretty cool guy. He was a history teacher, and he once taught all of us students many years ago, always, always look at both sides of the story versus just watching one news channel or reading one newspaper or watching one show, reading one article or whatever your news source is. Try to look at both sides of the story. Always look at both sides of the story, he used to say, before you draw any conclusions. Hey, listeners, in just a few more days, you will see my last of five parts of Bat-tober month come out And it's been a fun, fun month for me and I hope for you and an educational experience I hope for all of us. Thanks for listening. And until next episode, please get outside and enjoy looking for and learning about our plants and our animals in the great outdoors. If you like my podcast, 
please reach out to one or two of your friends and tell them about this nature broadcast. It will truly help me grow this podcast through word of mouth advertising. Folks, be sure to download this episode and don't miss out on next week's episode as we return to the Amateur Naturalist. Until next time, love and respect nature and protect our native wild plants and animals. 